Friends, colleagues, welcome back to Stay Positive. It's great to be here. I'm Sierra. And hey, I hope you guys just heard that incredible intro music that is original for Stay Positive by the immensely talented AJ Raphael, who was a guest just this past episode. I'm sure you listened to it because he's great. We talked about so many fun things. And then after I was done recording with him, um, he sent me out of the blue, like, he's like, hey, I was just thinking maybe you could add a little, you know, music in front of the podcast. And I was like, uh, yeah, I would love that because I've literally been wanting that, but I have absolutely zero musical talent. So how would I ever bring myself to do such a thing for people's ears? So because he's a literal genius in music, he was able to just put something together that I loved and he sent it over and it's great. So now it's part of Stay Positive. So thank you, AJ. And you're going to hear it from now. You know, how cool. It feels very official. Like that's sort of like one of those crowning achievements of podcasts. You get your, you get your uh, music. That's it. Then you, you call it, you call it a wrap. Is that what people say? It's a wrap. So today on the podcast, I've got a real special guest. I say that every time, but this time it's actually super special and no shade to any of the other guests that I've had on so far. But this one... I was, you know, she's my older sister, all right? She's got a bit of an advantage. She raised me, um, along with my parents. They did that too. So shout out to the Kato's. Um, But yeah, it's uh, hilarious because I've been FaceTiming with my sister nonstop during this quarantine. So we've really talked about everything. Um, But it was fun to sort of um, chat with her in this more formal capacity of Stay Positive and really focus on, you know, what she's up to, what her methods of positivity are, which is cool. And I have some unfortunate news, Um, nothing serious, but I did feel obligated to tell all you listeners out there to give you a little warning. Basically, um, in this interview, my sister talks about a beloved blueberry that she's growing in her garden. We talk a lot about gardening because that's one of her main activities these days. And um, she goes on about a particular blueberry that is so big and she's very excited and can't wait to take a picture of it, um, probably for Instagram, you know, and unfortunately, uh, I was notified earlier today that that blueberry was indeed picked off by a bird. So, you know, um, as you go, hopefully you continue to listen to the rest of this episode, even though I've really dropped a big bomb there, but, uh, you know, just know. The joy that we had while talking about this blueberry in this episode was dashed just hours later. Um, So yeah, I know I'm supposed to keep it positive on this podcast, but you know, sometimes shit happens and you got to be real, you know? (laughs) All right. Well, before I uh, get too emotional about this blueberry, I just want to introduce formally my sister from the same mister, ah, Melissa Kelly. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Minnie. Hi, Sierra. Hello. Welcome to Stay Positive. Thanks for doing the show. Yeah. Very formal, very formal occasion for us both. Yeah, I Normally know. We just like, how do I talk, talk to you FaceTime. as a sister, but on a podcast? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, how are you doing today? Good. Today was an exciting day in my garden. I have my first uh, mm-hmm. tomato flower. But it's on my very first um, micro tomato plant, so it's gonna stay super What's a small. What's micro tomato? It's gonna stay oh. super small and tiny, uh-huh. which is way the, f- easier. the tomato and the flower, or both. Yeah, but, I mean like the whole plant. <laughs> or, 
Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so wait, is that like a grape tomato or a, a what's those called? The cherry tomatoes. Cherry tomatoes? <laughs> yeah. They're like, it is? Yeah, they're the little. Thing. Oh, yeah. Cool. Does it produce very many? Because normally when you buy those, you have to get like a whole bunch. I think it's them. supposed to be a good producer, but I haven't grown it before, so we shall see. It's exciting. Yeah, big garden theme going on with Melissa here, who is my older sister. Oh, my yes. senior of five and a half years uh, <laughs> yes. for all the for all those who don't read up on the Kato sisters. Um, and uh, you've got your monstera in the background because yes. you're a big houseplant person as well. And on my ears. Um, and, and, oh, what's on the ears? My monstera, the monstera Oh, wow. So yeah, the monstera for all the audio listeners out there is a plant with the holes in the leaves. Yeah, also I known feel as like a Swiss they're quite famous. Plant. Oh. Because it's got little holes, and like I feel like they're cheese. quite famous. And um, I see them in, you know, a lot of sets in uh, movies mm-hmm. and tasteful, tasteful lobbies of hotels, probably. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and you also have a fiddly fig, which is super trendy right now. That's the yes. big, my the big pride and form. joy, my pride and yeah. joy. And it's grown like double the size since I think you first got it. I know. I take a. <laughs> take a photo with it like a child every so often just to see how much it's <laughs> Mark it grown on over the years yeah exactly <laughs> little, get a pencil yeah, yeah. um Very yeah proud. it's gotten huge I don't know what's gonna happen when it hits the ceiling I'm trying have to, to cut a hole in the house I'm trying to notch it which is a thing where you like cut into the trunk a bit and it's supposed to branch and my thinking is that if it branches it will then stop growing upwards and we'll just focus on branching outwards, like focus its energy branching outwards. But I don't know if it's going to work. Apparently you have to do the notch and then you like wait two months and see if it worked. And if it didn't work, then you got to try again and it's just hit or miss. Oh gosh. Yeah. That sounds um, like a lot of work, (laughs) but at least you're home to, you know, monitor it for the course of the two months. (laughs) Yeah. I know my plants are so happy. I'm home. They're thriving. Yeah. Yeah, that's big. Um, I myself have been able to care for your plants. I, oh, I yes, think I deserve yes. a little credit <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> when yes, Melissa goes out of town. Yes. Yeah, you. Uh, so uh, for for our context, <laughs> you would leave for me like a two to four page. Yes, just not that's in it. small font, yeah. twelve point yeah. uh, font of yeah single spaced instructions on how to care for which and. Um, the choice of also measurement of how much water is by elephants because you have two elephants, um, little baby water cans. Yes. And it's like, oh, the Monstera needs, I want to say two mid-sized elephants. Yes. Is that correct? Good job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, remember. after two times I memorized. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's quite thorough. Yeah. And also um, at the office that I used to work in that I now don't work in anymore because we're working from home, um, we got dinosaur watering cans that arrived oh, after we were really? long gone. So apparently they're there, but... Like brontosauruses um, yet... or what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> like what kind of dinosaur? <laughs> well, you know, like a long neck. As I the, know, like, hose. yeah. Yeah, I think I think somebody did hold it up because somebody visited the office and held it up to the Zoom webcam and it was... I think you're right. I think it was a brontosaurus. That sounds about right. But the the strange thing was the opening, you know, when you have to run it under the sink to Mm -hmm. fill it was like just as small as the opening (laughs) to what, like it was a terrible engineering, but you know, I I wanted to divulge the watering elephant can. Man, I'm really diving right into another topic that I want to cover, but you had an elephant watering can in your animal crossing. I know. So I have one in real life and in my virtual life. 
on Mars. That's good. Consistency is key. Yeah, yes. Marzipom is the name of your island. Yes. For um, yeah. So then that's how is Marzipom doing? Is it thriving? It's also thriving with daily attention. Good. <laughs> good. Good. Um, do you feel like the plants inside of your garden in the sky meaning the virtual gar- do you have a garden uh, yeah right. i do it's so always- which which is more important to you <laughs> hmm. the one that actually produces food i can eat or right 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 that only or produces food for my virtual self um i take very good care of my garden on mars the palm um i am doing a lot of flower hybrid breeding which i don't do in real life um i wouldn't mm-hmm. cross pollinate flowers because I don't know how to in real life but in marzipan mm -hmm. it's very easy you just have to plant them in such a way that it looks like a checkerboard um and then the new hybrids pop up in between in the gaps essentially I can't explain it further. It's too difficult. <laughs> that makes sense. It's based on a grid yeah. format, you know, yeah, typical a grid with like missing uh, components so that <laughs> the hybrid can pop up. Right. You can't smother the hybrid by right. planting in every single open space. Right. Otherwise, there would be no place for the hybrid to grow. So that's exciting. That's I'm growing soothing. lots of new mm-hmm. colored flowers. And then I have a lot of fruit trees. In the on Marzipan, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, both in real life and in Marzipan. Yes, yes. Marzipan, Marzipan's based on your love of marzipan. On my love of marzipan, which, but also yeah. my love of Celine and Alara's cheeks. Oh right, right, right. Who are our cousins? <laughs> our cousins, baby Celine and Alara. Shout out to the cuties. Yeah, um, romping around town with big cheeks. Yes, um, which Celine has dubbed pom poms because they look like pom poms on her hat, like little balls. Oh, you know, and very so smart spatial it's, reasoning. It's a conglomeration of the two. <laughs> Good. Yeah, you gotta. I think you know do those hybrid names. I'm I'm a big fan of hybrid names, like as a joke. Yeah, so yeah. whenever someone's like, oh, you know, uh, I, I don't know if I can come up with one on the spot. What's it's yours a lot and of pressure? Um, what's what do you mean? What's your hybrid name? <laughs> Oh, I see. You mean like Brangelina? Yeah. Oh, no, that's not what I meant. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what ours would be. Diera, Cillan. Um, But I think, <laughs> but I think what I, well, like if there's like somebody's like, oh, you know, oh, today I know we were, you know, dreaming up ideas for this animated show I'm working on. And we're saying like, oh, what if, um, you know, they hand out goodie bags at their birthday party? And, and then separately, we're like, oh, what about, what if they hand out like spiders? Ha ha ha. Somebody's really into spiders. Okay. We're like, And then I was like, oh, what about goody bugs? <laughs> so pretty smart, you one. know. Uh, I thought I thought it was great. I good. said after that, thank you, everyone. Uh, that's all of my contribution for today. Can't wait to and see I it. signed out of Zoom. <laughs> um, I don't think it'll make it anywhere near the show. But, um, but that's sort of like, you know, I think a good combo name is important. Oh, I see. Yes, that's a good one. Um, yeah, but but uh, you know, I guess. Well, do you want to explain what you do for a living, <laughs> so that you know the people can know where you're coming from with all this, the gardens, the greens, the sustainability. Oh sure. So I'm an environmental attorney, um, and I I've had a little bit of a circular career. I guess I started out. Um, right after I graduated from law school, from UC Irvine's law school, as the fellow at the law school's 
Center for Land, Environment, and Natural Resources, which the acronym is CLEANER. I don't know which came Woo, first, the acronym wow. or the yeah, name yeah. of the center. Um, I, hope the, I hope they wanted to name it CLEANER. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the CLEANER environment. Yes. I just, in my head right now, we're all in Cloroxville. Oh, right. So not that like kind of cleaner. Disinfectant. <laughs> not the toxic chemical-based cleaner. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, so I was the center's first fellow, which means I did a lot of research um, focused on essentially policy-oriented research. And then I, that was a one-year fellowship, and then I was the staff attorney at an environmental nonprofit in Santa Monica called Los Angeles Waterkeeper. And as the name suggests, my focus was on water quality and water supply issues throughout all of Los Angeles County. Um, And that was, you know, my dream job, or so I thought. I always thought I was going to be working my whole career to be a staff attorney at a nonprofit and it was so much fun and I loved it. I loved all the people, but, um, at some point it was time to move on. And now I am the staff director and attorney at the center. I was previously a fellow at, um, so full circle and back to cleaner. Yes. Back to cleaner. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, in a different so capacity. my cool. career and yeah, my interests align, which is, you know, I feel pretty lucky they not a lot of people can, you know, pursue something that they're combines both their, you know, personal interests and their career interests. Um, you know, I think that's the hope, but I feel pretty lucky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Through and through you are contributing to <laughs> the the wellness of the environment because then at home you have your sure. compost. <laughs> yes, my and... <laughs> my years long compost. Yeah, yeah. We've been trying to <laughs> Always checking in on the compost. Yeah, I feel like whenever our mom, how it's going. yeah, mom's like, like, so not. how's the compost going? I don't know. Same state as before. <laughs> yeah. It hasn't moved. Cause what I'm do you need from that. us? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and the uh, obviously the garden, yes. which has recently become very important because of the fact that maybe you know maybe we'll have to only live off of the land. Yes, yes. My goal is to live on. off the land one day, which would be great. I'm miles away from that, but. Yeah, it would be wonderful to just be able to have a full dinner straight from the yard. Of course, I'd have to go vegetarian for that. But sure. um, I mean, you could grow some beef plants. <laughs> yes, those Gross. beef trees. <laughs> beef trees. Um, but yeah, I know the various times that you fed me over the years um, <laughs> at your home. <laughs> We've always had like, oh, and then the lettuce is from the garden, yeah. which is pretty cool. Or like the peas, fun. which are very beautiful. Um, you had a notorious, uh, can we, can we uh, talk about your, um, your Instagram? <laughs> Sustainable, no. Yeah, I'll get it out. Okay, it's okay, 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 okay. Yeah. We're adding it back in. It's getting out um, there. Yeah. So Sustainable Self, yeah. Melissa has a Finsta, which is basically, what? you know. Well, a Finsta is <laughs> when Instagram people have like a fake Instagram. Mm-hmm. I think it's short for fake Instagram. But I mean, obviously what it's become is just like an, a second Instagram that you can <laughs> okay. probably, you know, tailor and make it more of a specific personality rather than like, oh, it's me and my family. Oh, it's right. like, oh, here's me in my cool 70s outfit or oh, whatever people okay. want to do in their Finsta, like a kind of a kind of like an Animal Crossing of Instagrams, see, um, you know, a secondary ego or alternative <laughs> al- <laughs> yes. alternative. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so the fact that, you know, sustainable self is your uh, give it a follow if you want to see Melissa's beautiful garden. Great, great. um Great picks of Thank the harvest, um, updates on bugs, 
um, goody bugs. Um, but in particular, uh, you grew some great berries, uh, one big strawberry that you also have haters. So, you know, if you're, uh, if you're putting yourself out there on the internet, you're bound to get some haters. You did have one. (laughs) Right, right. Then you're not doing it right, right? You're not gardening correctly if somebody's not coming through onto your Instagram saying, deaf, not organic. (laughs) Shout out to whoever that was. It was organic. This is sustainable self. She's not using Roundup. Um, but yeah, so that was definitely organic. Deaf, yes, organic. Def organic. As, uh, hashtag deaf, yes, organic. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, that was a big, a big one. You've got, I have a um, huge blueberry growing right now. I can't wait oh, wow. until it's ripe and then I could, you know, demonstrate the size in my hand. So stay tuned for that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You got to use hand for scale. As long as I protect um, it from the birds. Sometimes they try to get my blueberries and they have, yeah, that's, but. I'm protecting this yeah, one very terrible. well. Shoot them down. Yeah. Shoot them down. Um, I think the, oh yeah, well, we saw the movie Abominable oh, together. We loved it. Uh, we love to see animated movies together. I think that's a fun thing. Um, now we can't, but you know, you can still watch a lot online. Um, but they had big blueberries featured in Abominable. Oh yes, that was great. When they were like magically growing blueberries and they're getting launched through the sky and like splashing into big blueberry puddles. I know. I have that dreams. Was a lot of fun. I used to have a recurring dream about big blueberries, <laughs> like swimming <laughs> through big blueberries. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we grew up very um, blueberry centric. Like, we can always have a lot of berries <laughs> at hand. I think that's a thing that I learned, you know, outside of California, there's not a lot of harvest. <laughs> We would just get year-round berries, yeah, really. If I you want to get berries, here. you can go to the market. And and it's not really a thing in other states or other parts of the world or whatever. But um, yeah, so you were always a berry kid. I loved um, berries. I could live off berries. If I could eat berries, yeah. like a whole bowl of berries every day, I would. Or peas yeah. or both. And I think yeah, I if would you could survive. Do both. Yeah, then you can kind of alternate because peas are a little less sweet. I wonder if you mm-hmm. get oversweet. Too sweet yeah you probably could but then you know occasionally you get sour berries so it makes right. it so you just yeah it's fine you go between sweet and sour sweet and sour um yeah yeah that's that's a recurring theme <laughs> yeah. um but i guess when did you first start gardening in your adult life <laughs> yeah. um actually you know it was when we were living in laguna hills and I was working at Cleaner as a fellow, so the first time around, right? It was right after I graduated. I mean, okay, one, I always liked the concept of gardening. I think I always attempted to grow herbs, but then, you know, just kind of like one off and then maybe they die and I gave up or something. I don't really remember. But I would say the thing that really started it was getting the um, the CSA boxes. Which, what does CSA stand for? Um I don't know. I can't think of it right now. But um, it's Chinese the- Student Association. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> when the Chinese um, students would send you their box of fruit. <laughs> so I don't. I don't get Chinese students in a box. I get produce in a box from a farm, and it's a CSA box. Um, but I started to get it at the law school because there's a farm in Irvine called Tanaka Farms that would do the CSA boxes, and they would deliver it to the law school. So it was super convenient. And I would pick up my box from the law school um, and then, you know, we'd cook and it's fun because you don't know what you're going to get. It's farm fresh produce. So it's really good produce. Um, and it's a surprise. 
But there was one time where I forget whatever reason I had to, I think in the summer they make you pick it up from the farm because there's like no student at the law school to like pick it up and put it in the administration building or something like that. Um, And so I went to the farm to pick up my box and for whatever reason my box wasn't there. And as a sorry, they gave me a strawberry plant which is what the farm is oh. known for. The, the farm is known, Tanaka Farms is known for their strawberries and they have, you know, like a you pick for strawberries and a bunch of other stuff, but it's mainly strawberries. Yeah. Right, right. And so they gave If me- you know Tanaka, you know strawberries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so they gave me a strawberry plant and that was really the first thing where I was like, ooh, you know, I'm going to oh. mm-hmm. grow this. And I had that for years. You know, it came with me to wow. this house now, which is, you know, years later. And then mm-hmm. some of, you know, it's strawberries crazy. create things called runners and so that essentially produces new strawberry plants and so all of my strawberry plants are the offspring of this strawberry wow descendants yes but yeah give a girl a strawberry (laughs) grow it for generations yeah (laughs) give yeah give a grandpa strawberry plant um that's crazy. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So that's so all the really strawberry plants that I've ever That was my first big plan. And then it was like, oh, I should grow more stuff. And I realized I could grow in containers. Um, you know, we had the little balcony that didn't get great light, but it was a balcony there. Um, not like a balcony. It was just like a porch, outside porch area. Right. That, got, um, that was outside, mm-hmm. technically. And yeah. so then that was really, I would say, the start of it. Then we moved to Signal Hill, and that's when I got like a bunch more plants. And then Arthur, mm-hmm. my old, you know, uh, boss at Waterkeeper, gave me the dragon fruit cuttings. And so then those were in pot. So I think it was those shishito peppers and the dragon Mm. fruit that were really like some of the first ones. Plus I started more herbs in Signal Hill. And then all those came with me here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. Okay, so I've seen, yeah, all these. And I guess it's kind of cool that they're able to endure the move. Yeah. Or obviously you had to protect them or whatnot. But that, you know, it's a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. If you tend to it and spend time and nurture it but mm-hmm. um yeah exactly we can never great. move again um, at this point with all of you can never move again yeah. but that's okay I don't think yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody likes moving anyway um but yeah did you I know did you have any like kind of plants that you feel um is your baby um they're all my baby <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. okay all collectively how dare you make me baby? choose <laughs> yeah I mean um, I think mm-hmm. um my most precious ones I guess are um ones I grow from seed which is now most things so they're all precious Um, yeah that's pretty intense but then I'm trying to think yeah if I can distinguish I mean I'm really excited about my fruit trees which most of them I've grown from bare root but some of them I just got as you know baby plants um but I'm, I'm very excited for those. I guess it just sort of switches season to season. I get most excited about the new plants I'm growing. Like I always like to grow something new. Mm, um, yeah. Always looking for the, yeah, the next newer best model. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> the new shiny object. Moving on. Yeah, the shiny new object. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's exciting. I mean, I know you had finger limes. Yeah, I, I never I heard of those wait. fruits before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like come out with pulp, like limes. You squeeze them, and the pulp comes right out of the lime. Yeah, I highly recommend um, everybody watch an Instagram video on Australian limes. finger limes being cut and squeezed. Um, Very soothing stuff. Yeah, it, they're called the. Um, um, the caviar of citrus because they look like. Oh yeah, caviar. yeah. 
And then how do you eat that? I guess you just kind of well, put it in stuff or? So you can definitely, so you know what? Arthur actually told me they're really good on um, persimmons because you know how persimmons are super sweet? The tartness of mm-hmm. the pulp. Cuts into that. Yeah, is kind of a nice contrast. Um, and then I know a lot of people put them on seafood, but obviously I'm not going to make that at home because I don't really like not cooked seafood i think like raw sushi or something like that but oh, i don't really oh, do that I at see, home yeah. so i don't know if yeah, I would it's do that. a little hard to do that yeah <laughs> you can bring it with you next time sushi yeah. restaurants yeah. open yeah. excuse me can i uh don't mind me i'm just yeah. squeezing a little lime onto this <laughs> um and Perfect then i'm gonna make sushi. drinks because uh-huh. you know just relive oh, yeah, the yeah. orbits that i oh really right miss. right orbits were a drink in the 90s isn't it sort of a thing i feel like when there are lists out there are listicles that are like Things we missed from the 90s. Oh, I also think it might be on the list of like worst ideas ever. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Why is it worse? I it's loved just a it, drink. but I think people I mean, just like, like mini it or boba. I don't know. Maybe it's the weird texture, but to me, it's just like I love texture in my unique, drinks. Yeah, like unique boba. drinks. Yeah, boba. It was just like a precursor to boba, kind of a mini or yeah, boba that didn't But it was cool because it stick. floated, which is also very weird. Like what was then the consistency of the drink itself? It's kind of a bizarre concept. But. Yeah, but I mean, I like the fact that it's floating in the drink so it's distributed throughout. Because sometimes mm-hmm. boba, you just get like nine in a row oh, and yeah, you're yeah, just like, true. oh, what am I doing? Yeah, you know? yeah, am I drinking a drink or am I eating a <laughs> yeah, boba? Um, I did. I have seen a lot of people make their own boba at home and it looks very involved and not worth it but I I mean I've never you're more of a boba person I've never been a huge boba person yeah I love boba um but I don't think I would make it I like my boba pre-made yeah I mean I think it's one of those things like when we tried to make a those croissant or not croissant what are those uh meringue things Um, that you bite into Meringue. <laughs> uh, I forget. It's like a French thing with the sandwich, kind of like macaroons? a little treat. Yeah, macaroons. Oh, okay. Or macarons. Yeah. Okay. Macaron. 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 Um, <laughs> when we tried to make those at home, it was like a lot of labor. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I mean, it takes a, an entire it's day. Kind of hard. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's you like, to- well, I might as well just like work a job and make <laughs> yeah. some dollars to go oh, pay for macaroni. It does take the full day. And then like you brought up, then you are, you only have like one flavor, which is kind right, of like, right, right. If you want thrilling. an Earl Grey and a strawberry, yeah, you got to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Um, I mean, I really um, liked yeah, the yeah. ones we made. I think they were good, but yes, it's a lot of effort. Right, right. Yeah, it's definitely like, I better just, you know, leave this to the experts, yeah. but yeah. It's not an option anymore. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I do recall. Yeah, I, I guess I, I recall like you always being into being very, I guess, careful with things. And you would, you know, it was sort of like Melissa can take care of the miniatures. Oh, yes. But Sierra would lose and the is, And has the, I know, I would, <laughs> I, I'm a lost cause. Don't, don't give me anything small. But, the you know, you had the miniatures, the, horse, the glass the things. The oh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we, I guess we had the Polly Pockets before the rebrand. So Polly Pockets oh, the mini, in the mini 90s Pockets. were very tiny, terrible, like choking hazard. I know, why, why did those exist? I don't I mean, everything was a danger, I guess. I can imagine um, a kid getting one stuck up there. But I guess nose. Legos, too. Ew, yeah, they were smaller they're than smaller Legos. Than so they're Legos. very tiny. Yeah. It was like when they, you know, to paint those things, they probably had to get like a magnifying glass and get the yeah, little yeah, like yeah. toothpick, you know. Um, but yeah, those tiny little Polly Pockets, um, there's all of them are kind of uniform, except for it's the so one that sits on the horse. 
Because I have like a because little pig in have its butt adjusted to be able to, like, legs. Sit on the horse. Yeah, to like yeah. lock into the horse. Um, and I guess I lost it. I don't recall. I mean, it wasn't as scarring to me as it was to Melissa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my but um, then they did have a rebrand. Polly Pockets had a rebrand, and they had and they got and bigger and right. gum, like kind of rubber made. Oh, really? Like, oh, made out of that's rubber. not as fun. I remember getting one in it. Yeah. No, I loved miniatures. Mm-hmm. Did you like miniatures very much, or no? Um, you know, like a lot of things in life, I don't know what I like. <laughs> I was following <laughs> Melissa, <laughs> following Melissa's lead, and oh, saying, "Yes, this oh. is what you like now, Sierra." <laughs> Uh, no, I'm kidding. Well, I think, you know, I looked up to my older sister. And so a lot of things were like, oh, this is this is what's happening. So, you know, this there must be something behind this, you know, this is if what it's miniatures, like. like, like, yeah, miniatures must be the new hot thing. And then you step outside of the house and, <laughs> and like, nobody oh, well, maybe, likes miniatures. Maybe nobody likes miniatures. <laughs> but miniatures are basically like, well, I guess the interesting thing about miniatures for me looking back was you were just into small versions of things mm-hmm. and it wasn't really about like oh that so that my doll can play with them it was just oh, like because right. no. they're small yeah we didn't so there like was no we were human in dolls. the picture yeah i don't think i don't think we had many that would have even been that size so maybe we would have if we were yeah. like oh, i mean i guess besides our body pockets but that was separate but those were so tiny yeah that, that but you like the miniatures that were like you know kind of mid-size mm-hmm. um and like, I remember you had like a farmer's market. Yeah, I did. And dad made um, that fruit stand out of balsa wood for me. And oh, then yes. I filled the little Custom. compartments he made with all the fruits. It was the best thing right. ever. But you're right. We never had like people interact with the miniatures. Right, right. And I think that's what was puzzling to me, you know, was that I was like, oh, okay. So How do we cool, Melissa made this very these? intricate setup of a farmer's market that is too small for us to use. <laughs> But also not not like for anybody else. <laughs> I know that's so, true. What so then, yeah, and fast forward till now. I don't know if I'm trying to draw a connection where there isn't one, but I mm-hmm. think you're very, you know, taking care of a, a plant from seedling is very hard and requires a lot of steady hand motion. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> not a lot of shaking of the seeds. <laughs> you know, you have to be able to be very precise and have you know read the instructions and stuff like that that I think is you know not doesn't come naturally <laughs> well I am quite you know extra thrilled about my micro tomatoes so that could be really right right there. there we go miniatures of the tomato variety um do you what do you like about gardening the process itself like is it soothing it is yes I mean it's definitely my form of relaxation so I mean as much as I like to think that like ooh, it would be so fun to you know run a farm or like work at a farm or oh, right. you know uh, grow so much that I could sell at the farmer's market or something like that I don't think that I would want to turn it into um, you know a job because then it would just I think it would be too much and it would sort of take away that um, that escape that I kind of am able to have through it um Mm -hmm. but definitely what I like the best is just how you know you're watching this whole process like you said from seed all the way to then it producing the fruit and you get to see it along the whole throughout the whole process you get to see it from start to finish um it takes a lot of planning and I love planning right um I have to think through even though we're in Southern California and no one believes we have seasons we do and so I like to grow seasonally (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. which takes planning, especially if you're starting from seed, because you have to start seeds for winter, you know, our winter, when it's still sweltering, sweltering hot, Um, you know, so it just it takes that kind of planning. And then we don't have a lot of space in terms of it's not like I just have 
open land that I can plant into. I'm planting containers, <laughs> right? And so I only have so many containers. I don't want to buy a thousand containers. Um, so I try to rotate my um, crops, so to speak. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it just, it takes planning. It takes a lot of, um, I like comparing year to year and seeing what, you know, what I started when, um, the year before and what it looked like at this point in time, because not only is that interesting to me just to see, you know, how the plants are doing from year to year, but also then you're taking into account the weather changes and it just makes you really cognizant of the weather, which I had to be through work, which was kind of bizarre too, um, since we tracked the rain at Waterkeeper and went out and did, you know, the stormwater sampling. But even now, I, I still track it quite a bit, you know, to know when, um, you know, we're going to get a heat wave or something, for instance, because then I got to go out there and protect all my plants. Um, so I just, yeah, I like being able to compare it. It's cool to see um, one year like, oh, everything flowered at this point in time. And then the next year, it's, it's a totally different point in time because the weather changed or we got a cold um, spell super late in the year like we did this year or we got late rain this year which kind of screwed up a lot of stuff for me oh, but, yeah. mm-hmm. um, it caused some diseases on my plants but I think they're going to survive um yeah the virus so, of the plant yeah yeah, yeah hopefully <laughs> not <laughs> yeah it's not gonna um, kill it but yeah um but yeah, yeah cool. you asked me mm-hmm. yes it's it's a source of stress relieving for me um in some ways because I like to control every aspect of everything um in some ways I can do that but then at the same time it forces me to let go a little bit in that obviously I cannot control the weather and I cannot control if something Mm -hmm. succumbs to a disease because of you know just a wide variety of factors so like you know when my tomato plants the first time around just all died and I couldn't grow a tomato to save my life it was devastating and I had to get over it, right? And then, The tomato harvest. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I finally started growing tomatoes, and they did really well last year. So, But it took me, like, two years to get over that. So, Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Scarring. So, you know, Scarring. it has up and ups and downs, but there are also ups and downs I can't control. And so for me, I think that's helpful just because I hate cool. not being mm-hmm. able to control things. And so, I don't know, just a little bit of practice mm, of okay. that out-of-control yeah. concept. Right. The like nature stuff is always going to be feel bigger and not your fault if it's like, you know, going crazy. But yeah, it's good practice. Interesting. Well, I don't know if I knew that you want to control everything. Uh, Yeah. Or that that's how you would describe yourself, I guess. I would. I I mean, Uh I think um, my personality, right, is like I want everything to go as planned, right? Like I like planning and I want it to go sure, as uh-huh. planned. Therefore, as long as I plan, everything should go as planned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, I mean, and so in fair. that sense, yeah. I think I want uh-huh. to control everything. And and I think mainly, it probably comes out more in my work, um, mm-hmm. though maybe Connor wouldn't agree with me. Um, <laughs> but... Home is work. You know, you know, <laughs> no, in the but, sense yeah, that... Guess, uh-huh there are sometimes things that I should probably delegate that I don't because it's like, well, I can just do it in exactly the way that I want it done. And it's harder for me to like walk through every step that I would do with someone else. So I may as well just do it. But in reality, I should really just let it go and let them do it. And if it's not exactly the way I would have done it, just, Mm -hmm. you know, deal with it. I see. Yeah. I mean, I, 
I feel that way too about certain things. Yeah, it's like, well, maybe it'd be faster if I just do it myself kind of thing Mm -hmm. or um, working on things that are, you know, important detail wise and you feel like you need to have a hand in it. Um, but, But yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of a thing where, you know, you, I feel like growing up with, um, well, I guess maybe with like school and stuff, you seem to be kind of, you were always going through stuff before I was, right? So that uh-huh. was kind of like nice because I didn't have to plan as much maybe because I kind of saw you going <laughs> through it. So I was like, okay, well, you know, she lived through it, so it's probably gonna be okay. Yeah. But I remember you describing that you didn't know there was like life after sixth grade. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> Which is scary to think. I mean, at least we had older cousins too, so that's good. But then, we did, you know, the but fact I don't that, think I understood um, the concept Not within of, the household. Yeah, uh-huh. I really, it's a really weird thing. I remember vividly, like not knowing what happened after sixth grade. And I don't remember thinking about it much. It wasn't like some big question to me. It was just like, I didn't know what happened after sixth grade. You know? like, <laughs> I mean, there's no need. <laughs> yeah. But my Power ahead, but uh-huh. I would say like the biggest difference between us when you're talking about like going through school is like for me, right, with planning and control and everything, right? Like I would study for days on end for tests. I would have like my, you know, my little agenda. I love my agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that had all my tests and everything Planner. like that. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and so then I would study and study and then I would take the test, right? Whereas like I remember mm-hmm. obviously then being much older and you coming home from school and mom being like, oh, how was school? And you'd be like, oh, yes. Yeah, okay, you know, oh, I forgot I had a test today, but I got the highest grade. <laughs> you're like, what? Like, That's a thing? <laughs> like, <laughs> so I feel like for you, it wasn't so much that I went through it before you, but it was like, you were fine no matter what. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there was, you know, I think also seeing you go through, um, well, maybe, yeah, maybe sometimes when I think about stuff ahead too, it just sort of gets like, I get so, I almost don't want to live through it twice, you know? Mm-hmm. So sometimes if I'm like worried about something, I'll like tire myself out worrying about it and then I'll like end up burning out before I get there, oh, you yeah, know? Yeah. And then it's almost better if I don't prepare maybe because then it's like, well, then the novelty is still there and then I can have the energy to take it on and give it my all or whatever. I don't know. Sometimes, obviously, that's not the case because you can't do that for everything. But, you know, I I think I, I don't know. There are some things maybe, whether school or like worrying about stuff that maybe um, it turned out to be worse to prepare. And so you figured out that for you. But I don't know. Or I'm I'm lazy. (laughs) It's a combo. But, you know, yeah, it's uh, it's what I call laziness. Um, But yeah, and but... Yeah, and then now, you know, even now, I think I have the way that I'm working now is it's it is pretty little preparation because you're kind of just thrown into things yeah. a lot with um, entertainment and comedy. I know, I so imagine it kind of is fine. But then I think you just get used to it, you know. But I can imagine, well, when I first entered into this sort of industry or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you're kind of like used to being like, okay, in the next year we move on to the next grade and then we study this, you know, and I'm used to school patterns and then it turns into this kind of spontaneous thing. Then that's not easy, but you know, and I would say, and then you meet people who are way more on the other end of the spectrum of like, ah, I can't 
prepare, you know, but they're great and they, you know, it's fine, but it really suits their personality or something. That's why they're here, you know? So yeah, I feel like it's kind of, um, you know, to a, to a certain degree, I probably like a little bit more warning, but you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like you've always been better at just rolling with things than I have. And so like, that's why I couldn't ever imagine having to do your line of work, right? Like I, I definitely need to prepare, right? And so that's what I mean by control. I feel like I can control by preparing. And so if I can't prepare, like I don't even want to think about having to do something, <laughs> right? Like I don't want to have to do, sure, sure. you know, uh-huh. what you do walking into situations um, like that. So that's what I mean by control is just, I feel like I can, con- right, I right. can control situations by preparing. And so that's what I need to do to feel comfortable in most things that I do. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a valuable skill to also be able to put the time in before, right? I mean, and then also I remember you, (laughs) I remember, and then you probably, okay, so when we were little kids, you taught me math or whatever when I was young, (laughs) and like you're trying to teach me like something. Yeah, I was trying to teach a two-year-old how to do math. As as like a baby, you know, it was probably like your multiplication things, and you're like, all right, Sierra, time to learn, and then school. And then I was like, Melissa, I don't like this anymore. And you're like, who's Melissa? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, we've lost uh, her. So you're always, you're always preparing me too. Yeah. Yes. So I benefited from and that. And then you thought school was um, easy. I remember you said, you're like, wow, this is way easier than Melissa's school. Because <laughs> you're probably teaching me what you were learning at the time, like the last week. All right. Um, but yeah. So I get funny. all the credit for how smart you are. Thanks. Good. <laughs> No, but uh, but yeah, and then I guess, you know, with what you're doing now, do you feel like, you know, a certain connection because of at least the gardening and like feeling like I feel like it does feel like a certain sense of, um, you know, this is what we were meant to do. <laughs> Harvest from we're the earth till the land. and, you know, return back to the land. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I, I definitely a part of me wishes for I think in the same way a lot of people do for like, oh, what if we could just go back to those simple times, you know, where yeah. we just, you know, grow our own food and and we trade with one another, you know, to get the variety of crops that we want. Um, but Obviously, that's never going to happen. Was your question, though, just tying it into my work? I think um, I I would say the big difference for me is like my work is more about since it's law, right? It's more about Mm -hmm. what laws, um, you know, how laws are being enacted, how enforcement is playing out, how we can improve policy and things like that. And so I don't really get to dive into like, oh how could we as people be more sustainable, right? That's more the purview of a nonprofit, which is why it was fun being at a nonprofit. Um, Mm -hmm. But now being at such a policy-oriented research center at a law school, the focus is different. And I don't get to do that sort of um, community advocacy, community education component as much. Um, So it's, it, it still feels pretty separate, which is probably good for me, though, because like I said, I don't want the two to meld 
so much so that then oh, right. everything feels mm-hmm. like work. Like for instance, at yeah. Waterkeeper, one thing that I noticed is, like I said, being in a nonprofit, it just like sort of could become your personality even more so. And I, I'm not describing this well, but um, mm-hmm. because there's such a component of a nonprofit that's not only the legal work, but also the policy work, also the community engagement work, right? Like the the beach cleanups we ran or the, yeah, the yeah. events we had that were just, you know, purely for the public. Um, as a result of that, it felt more like a part of just your everyday life. But then as a result of that, when work was hard, everything felt hard because I would look around and mm-hmm. all I would see was work, right? Like I would yeah, be driving yeah. through LA and all I would see were potential lawsuits. Uh, right and so it's like I kind of enjoy gonna sue you yeah yeah, I enjoy not having to think about that component oh yeah yeah Um, no that's that's tough because it does seem like more and more now our generation is like what you're doing got to be your passion so you got to find your job and it's got to be you and it's got to be perfect and it's got to pay you but you know mainly it's got to be perfect right and you got to be making the world a better place which is great but it does mean that there's no separation of like going to work and like especially now when everyone's working from home but there's really no separation and so I mean and I have the same issue sometimes of like you know luckily what I'm doing it's my passion so it feels cool because it used to be just like a thing a hobby Mm -hmm. and then now it feels like okay great now I get to make the hobby into the full day right but then you're there's no like like when people are like well so what do you do for fun so it's like fun (laughs) what? Uh, I mean, I do this. This is what we're doing. Because if this isn't fun, then what did I choose the wrong profession? Because I had to choose my passion. Yeah, right? that's right. So yeah. it's super weird. But um, but yeah, so I, I guess like, you know, obviously now you have a little bit more separation like you described. But I wonder like, do you have any tips on how to make sure that you don't feel like your own value is in your job? Ooh. <laughs> big, big, uh, big one there. But... <laughs> Um, How do you value yourself outside of your career? Well, so I feel like I struggle with that, right? And I think about that a lot because I do feel like I place a ton of my own value in what I do. Um, And I think about that a lot in the context of kids, right? So I think about, well, what if I had kids and I stopped working? Um, Because Mm -hmm. I think for the longest time, right, mom was always home. Yes, she worked, Mm -hmm. but she worked with dad. So in a lot of ways, it felt like, well... She could be home whenever we want her to be home, right? right like mom's right, right. home when we're home. So, mom, yeah, I forgot my homework. <laughs> okay, yeah. Please drive you. my yeah. homework to school. <laughs> That's what I did. Oops, no planning. That's what happens. <laughs> yeah. So I always kind of envisioned not so much that I would be working, um, you know, with my future husband or something like that, but that I would be home whenever I needed to be with the kids. Sure, sure. Um, and so with then everything happening and at least my career, it felt like, you know, as a lawyer, there's no way to do that without just not being a lawyer. Um, And so I always kind of thought like I would stay home with the kids ultimately. But my biggest thing with that is I don't think I would survive um, because I place so much of my value on (laughs) my career and the value I bring outside of the family, right? Like, that's important yeah, to me. Yeah, that's and I tough. think uh-huh. I think a lot of people are perfectly fine and um, you know, whatever it is, they're confident enough that uh, you were giving me the weirdest look. Um, <laughs> I, I just I'm, it's just saying like, wow, yeah, I'm agreeing, but with my face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, 
you know, they had the confidence to say, like, I bring value to this family and that's my value and I'm okay with that. Whereas I don't know if I could say that about myself. I really value, um, as I've talked with Kimi about, external validation, which is probably not great, but I like to know that I'm doing work that that, (laughs) that people value and people, you know, who don't know me um, right, or, you know, who yeah, don't love tough. me, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like people that wouldn't just say like, yeah. you know, your existence is, you know, just fine, right? Like I want that, I want someone to say I'm adding value and I want them to mean it and I want it to be true and I want to be appreciated, um, right? <laughs> is that so much to <laughs> yeah, add? it's hard. Um, right. And so mm-hmm. that's why I, I think I do um, place a lot of value in my job and I don't know, I don't have any advice for how Sure, to no, I mean, and that's, that. okay, so that's, that's how I feel too. Well, I mean, like for that's you, how a lot of people feel. Uh-huh, do uh-huh. you feel like, I mean, going backwards a bit, but when you're working, do you feel like, oh, this isn't even work because I love it? No, I mean, okay. I definitely thought that that was supposed to be how I'm supposed to feel. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But no, I mean, I think what it is, is it ends up what I'm learning because maybe initially I might have felt felt like that's how I should feel maybe a couple years ago and I was a little newer to this Mm -hmm. lifestyle. But now I'm like, okay, honestly, I probably do better work when I don't feel that way because if it's just what I'm doing for fun, I'm not going to put a lot of effort into it that I would normally put into work that I'm like, I'm also need I I need to meet a deadline yeah, and this needs to be good and people need to like this but also you know it just needs to be done. So um you know one thing that I like to say and I heard from a podcast probably <laughs> was a quote that was like oh you're never gonna feel like it because I guess what we put on you know if if it is our passion our job it might be like well I mean it has to come to me you know oh, it's yeah, art yeah. oh god it has to come to me so then. It will never come because (laughs) that's just not how it works. And then, you know, if you say, well, I'm never going to feel like it, then that's off the table. Then I'm just going to do this like work and it'll get done. And hopefully I can appreciate it later as, oh, that felt really fun. And I'm glad I did that. Mm -hmm. But maybe in the moment it's drudgery. But um, but but I mean, as far as the like the value thing, I mean, for sure, like the external validation thing is so key. Um. Not and I know we're supposed to find value from within or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where it's supposed <laughs> to come. But it's really from. hard. Yeah, yeah. But that's really hard when that's not how anybody's taught. Um, especially when in this like general society where it's like, well, money. You got to make that money. Yeah. You got to. You, if you're not making money, who are you? You know, you don't exist. Um, and like you know, home. I, I think there's a lot of talk now, and I don't know if I sent you this article. Probably not because I was like, I don't want to stress anyone else out because <laughs> I'm reading this and I'm so stressed. Oh, no. But it was basically about the fact that, you know, everything's kind of floating to the surface now during coronavirus when there's work from home across the board. So it's like, A, who can work from home? A certain class of people, mm-hmm. certain type of job. Yeah. But also a lot of this stuff, like I think the, the subtitle of the article, it was like a New York Times article, but it was like, mom Zoom call can wait. So it's like, basically all the moms who are also working from home if we're just talking about families that are working from home and both parents are able to do that it's like moms work will suffer if they have kids Mm -hmm. or in maybe not right if you just are like who's going to take on more household chores or whatever sometimes in like you know heterosexual marriages or families or whatever there's a guy and a woman and (laughs) a guy and a woman and the guy's gonna take priority you know whatever and I think that's you know that's traditional gender roles that's the household we grew up in um so I think it's a little hard to unlearn that yeah but um yeah it's definitely I think um 
it sucks though because there's also the layer of like well society doesn't even value because they're saying like women work x amount of under of like unpaid hours Mm -hmm. by just doing childcare and doing um i don't know washing the dish yeah it was my colleague (laughs) scrubbing that dish um yeah it's setting us back to the 1950s and she's like pretty soon i'm gonna be wearing pearls around the house and vacuuming (laughs) Ah, yeah. Um, Love it. Yeah, um, but so. yeah, you gotta... Oh, and then... <laughs> yeah. We're speaking of the 1950s. I, I saw this... Oh, well, because you know how, like, Trump said to inject disinfectant? Yes. <laughs> recently. So then I was also so listening to this thing about... Recently. I was just... I was putting a little disinfectant up in there. Um, no, but there's a thing to... <laughs> this is so off topic. But, like, Clorox used to be used as... Or Lysol used to be used as abortion what Ew. because when it was like illegal then they used to just put some clorox or some lysol up in there and then that would be like you know an illegal abortion but they were like selling it like ladies i know it's tough oh wow you can use this clean your kitchen abort you know crazy anyway i don't know that's off topic but multi-purpose yeah yeah multi-purpose cleaner the true the true purpose of the multi-purpose cleaner um but (laughs) but yeah the uh but i don't know yeah it is it's tough because there's the layer of like it's not valued and the layer of we want that validation baby you yeah know. yeah it's give hard me, I think. give me those gold stars <laughs> i know where's my I participation rem- <laughs> trophy i would love that yes please i remember getting gold stars for um uh, our piano when we would play piano did you did you get oh, those <laughs> what i think it might have <laughs> ended at a certain point maybe it was because because when we were younger it ended like, but our piano teacher, I think, would give us a gold star. Oh, it was remember. when we were like filling out the little scales book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. And then she would put a gold star, I think, oh. when we like conquered it or oh, something. Oh, I see. Okay. And then separately, I got gold stars when I read books oh, in fourth grade. Oh, me too. And so sometimes I'm looking for those again. Were your, were your gold stars on the like front of the classroom so you could see like who read the most books? Because then the oh, gold yeah, yeah, star yeah, line yeah. would be longer. Yeah, yeah, I destroyed that. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> I swept the floor with the rest of the children. <laughs> so, you know, I just, that's all I'm looking for. I'm just looking for some gold stars to get measured up against other children <laughs> so I can know that I'm doing better. Uh, yes. Some gold <laughs> no, star but yeah, validation. It's, it's tough. It yeah. is tough. Um, um, speaking of <laughs> us being siblings. <laughs> Yes, uh, I'm ready. Um, do you ever think about what if you were the older sibling and I was the younger sibling? Ooh, um, no, but <laughs> I do want to get into that. <laughs> well, I want to get into ordering because that's a big thing. Oh, right. Order, order of sibling. Um, but no, I haven't thought about that. Hmm. Let me think about that. <laughs> if I were the older sibling, you were the younger sibling. I mean, it would be a lot harder for me. <laughs> Because I, you know, again, uncharted territory. I would be the one questioning what happens after sixth grade. (laughs) Um, And, you know, it was really cool to have an older sibling, I think. I I wish we had overlapped a little bit more school-wise. Yeah, that would have been fun. five and a half years apart. So you were always, like, far ahead, you know, pioneering uncharted paths and territories. Yeah, wait, so by the time you got to seventh grade, what period was I uh in? So that was the only time we were at the same school. That was you it. That was so short. You were yeah. a senior in high school and I was uh, in middle school, but we had a conjoined campus. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so a lot of stuff it was, was cool because it was like, hey, I guess the one thing that was sometimes like, oh, uh-oh, but it was fine in the end, um, was, you know, having the same teachers. Yeah. 
initially it was like I really wanted the same teachers as you and I would cry when I didn't oh, get the really? same teachers. <laughs> I, re- I remember that because we would get, oh, you know, you're third grade. Oh, I wanted Mrs. Castro. Right, and yeah. then I got Mrs. Vandeveld. Right. And it was just, it was devastating. Yeah. But like, I didn't know the difference between those two people. Right. Mrs. Vandeveld turned out to be great. But, you know, it was just somebody who I knew my sister had had right. and I had met her because I probably visited your classroom sometime. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you, you know. had met all my yeah. teachers and you were so cute. Yeah, yeah. probably. Um, so that would have been harder. Um, and then later on it was more like, oh no, Miss Lou says Melissa never talked in class. And then I got (laughs) caught in class and then I'm a bad egg. But then, you know, after like the third year of having her, she just kept having different, you know, teaching different maths and I would keep getting her. Then we made up. (laughs) Then you made her website. Yeah. There were sometimes some, yeah, some expectations I had to live up to. Sure. Um, but but yeah, I, so, you know, and then I was jealous of friends who went to the same school as their, uh, like, college and then were in the same college because oh, yeah. they could, could never you know, oh, come join my sorority. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, Not that that would have been right. us, but, you know, I'm sure that would have happened because we're both women. <laughs> you got to join your sorority um, or like things like that. But I mean, it would have been, you know, it would have been, uh, I guess, less of a surprise but yeah. yeah I mean our age gap is pretty hilarious because we used to talk about how what if I mean didn't we used to talk about what if I got engaged and then you weren't 21 and then that happened oh because of bachelorette yeah weekend. right and so that like, you weren't even 21 when we had my bachelorette party. wasn't yeah but we figured it out yes you know thanks to Chris smuggled me in I had I had a um Ooh, I had a fake ID that was like from a friend who found it on the ground was like, you kind of look like this girl. And it was like four years, six years expired. I was supposed to be like five years older than I was. It like never worked. But and I tried it at the place and they're like, "Uh, oh, maybe not. It was like a restaurant. They let me in. They're just like, yeah, we're not going to serve you. But okay, (laughs) we don't want to embarrass you in front of this grown group of women. But um, but then you know we we smuggled we were I was smuggled in by the cousins. Yeah, I mean we got um, you in and it was great. great. It, it was out. the best thing. But I just it's so funny that yeah our age gap was that significant. And then I guess you know I got we got married so young that um it didn't help your yeah. cause. Well, but. Yeah, that's another inter- another interesting thing that I'm learning now is that like people in adult life obviously like age doesn't really matter too much. So I have friends that are older. And friends that are younger, oh, I know. you know, That's that funny. are kind of yeah. all in the same life stage, you know, all kind of adults in this world, right? But then I still think of you as so much older yeah. just because yeah. I'm like, Melissa's an established woman. She's married. She has a house. <laughs> she has plants. She's got her law degree, you know, all these things, right? So it's all, it's all like legitimate stuff. But, you know, I think more and more now people are always like making fun of our generation for like not growing up or whatever. Mm. But then you, but you haven't had that problem, so you're maybe even older than right, yeah, I see. your age. Yeah, yeah. And like you know, and and not that you know whatever de- your definition of grown up or whatever, but it, but it does feel like I have friends that are as old as you or older, but seem younger because their stage of life is more like I'm still single, I'm going out, mm-hmm. we're doing, I stay up past you know, we're like yeah. figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Melissa's like, all right, good night. I'm gonna say good night to my tomatoes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, so that also adds to it. So you still do feel older, even though I think, you know, 
at this stage of life, we aren't that far apart. Yeah, well, I mean, it totally wise. freaks uh-huh. me out when I Percentage. have students now, you know, at the law school mm-hmm. that I think are younger than you. Yeah, definitely. Like, because what is happening? I'm, yeah. If, if like, you know, somebody goes straight into law school after graduating. Yeah, then graduating. they're younger than you. That's right. Yeah, it's really yeah, yeah. weird. Or like even at Waterkeeper, right? Everyone was my coworker, but... Um, you know, not everyone was lawyers. So like some people had different positions and some of them had it like right out of undergrad essentially, Mm -hmm. or, you know, maybe they worked somewhere else for a little bit, but I think they were essentially your age, but they seemed like older because (laughs) they were my coworkers. Um, Right, right. Yeah, yeah, perpetually. Yeah. What happens after sixth grade, seventh grade for the rest (laughs) of your life? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I think that's kind of funny. And then well, did you ever, what What were you saying about this, the ordering or like if you were the younger sister? Oh, I mean, I'm so glad I wasn't because I'd have to live up to your ex, I mean, to like, you know, where you set the expectations and that would have been horrible, <laughs> like, right? Like it would have been terrible <laughs> for been- me. I would have had such a complex, I think. It would have been really bad because I've been like, oh, well, you know, Sierra got into Harvard. So then like, that's, that's where I should shoot too. And I was like, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't get it, you know, well, I'm like awful. I'm like, oh, well, Sierra was class president. So I should try to do something like that. But like, I'd rather die. You know, like, <laughs> no, I don't you want to jokes to in front of the whole I student think... body. <laughs> no, God. I mean, I think people learn like, what um well oh yeah listening to that siblings podcast uh that yes, sibling revelry podcast that's the the hudson children well it is funny because they do talk about you know the different mixes of siblings and i think the more siblings you have it sounds like the more creative they get as far as like you know finding different paths because i still feel like you know well i think we were far enough apart where it like wasn't overlapping so you know, I, maybe there are certain things where I was like, well, maybe I should try to do it differently. You know, mm-hmm. like <laughs> that's already been done. Maybe I should do it differently. I don't know. But I would say that um, it does seem like with like groups of three, you know, um, or more then it's like, OK, well, maybe I'll be the sporty one. You know, Oh, I see. <laughs> like, oh, huh, maybe role. I'll, you know, maybe I'll get into robots. You know, I don't know. It's like a lot of different things. And I think that makes it um that's like manifested pretty clearly in like a lot of families but the same isn't true for twins which is interesting twins kind of like having similarities because they're probably sharing more dna and stuff but also being like being like this is unique and or somebody had said i think was like a sibling psychologist or something Mm. i was like oh this is this is unique and to have somebody exactly like me like we should cherish that oh (laughs) because otherwise it's just your run-of-the-mill sibling, you know. Oh, I see. Yeah, so they no, kind of like want sense. to make. Plus, that you work. do everything um, together because you're literally the same, going through everything right. at the same time. So I think it's easier to develop the same exact interests. Like actually, now that I'm just thinking about it, it's kind mm-hmm. of weird. How come you didn't play tennis? I did play tennis, but I stopped. <laughs> right, but like, how did that happen? Well, right? I think so. Yeah, Melissa played tennis. I played a little bit, and I think I remember being like you know being like oh yeah maybe I could do both like because you did both right uh, basketball is the other one I'm talking about well I only um, started playing basketball because you had started playing basketball <laughs> right I'm pretty sure right well because I had started playing basketball in second grade okay um you know tri- walking into the Buddhist temple <laughs> what up ball, ball hogs <laughs> um no but yeah so then I I did 
I had played that earlier, but I, I started playing tennis on YouTube. And I think it was because like I was so into basketball at that time okay. that it was like, if I'm going to play tennis, it's going to be kind of hard. They don't completely overlap, but it almost felt like I didn't need to fill like a sport because I was so into basketball. I see. Did you Maybe, like basketball better? But... Is Was that it too? Um, I don't even remember. I'm sure I did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like tennis, it's like I wasn't particularly like drawn to it or good at it. So I think basketball was like, oh, man, I've been doing this for so long. Like, I feel like I can, you know, I can have a chance at, you know, do, you know, being in the WNBA. You were so good, though. It was so I miss watching your basketball. Oh, God. Oh, God. But also I used to cry. Fun fun game. Oh, yeah. Emotion. Oh, yes. Tender Melissa is very empathetic. (laughs) Like you would get hurt, um, you would get smashed by the biggest girl, or like it'd be oh, unfair yeah. or something. I don't there, remember. It's, but... it's part of the game. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta play dirty. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I love to think about my basketball days. But uh, there was great. no future for was, me there. It was so fun. <laughs> but yeah, I think it would just consume my life where I just didn't have another sport. I see room for it. Yeah, you know? okay. So that makes like, yeah, you start with year round, you can kind of do summer stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, and your empathetic ways have always been a big part of your life. <laughs> you know, crying at, at movies and um, yes. I remember us watching Armageddon and that being very difficult. <laughs> well, yes, that's a good one. It's a good um, cry. It was sad. It was one. sad. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, you know, any person oh, sacrificing themselves. I mean, spoilers. <laughs> Yeah, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen Armageddon starring Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck, Steve oh, Buscemi. Um, Steve Buscemi. But yeah, basically, you know, he sacrifices himself for oh, his daughter, essentially. Oh. It's his son-in-law. Yeah. He didn't like him at first, but then he yeah. came around at the end. Um, that's a sad one. A heart-wrencher. Um, yeah. And I remember, you know, a lot of times being like, well, I, Melissa's crying. I better... <laughs> work on that i gotta get to those get to that emotional point sometimes i wasn't feeling it as much but clearly there was precedent i needed to uh match the emotion um because i remember one time there was a when we were on the freeway or something i think we were both in the back seat and then some deer of the i I I told talked about this at the wedding um at your wedding maybe not i don't know there was a plastic bag oh yeah that flitted and got hit by a car it was a black plastic bag yeah, it was a black plastic bag, like a trash bag. And <laughs> Melissa started crying and I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's tough in my head. I'm like, yeah, you know, the environment, uh, you know, <laughs> little did we know you would eventually go into the environment. But I was like, well, yeah, that is sad, but I don't know if I can get to that crying point. But then it turned out. I thought it was, it was a bird. That it was a bird getting hit, which makes sense that you would cry for that. It was traumatic. It was like, Mm -hmm. you know, it was abrupt. It slammed right into the back of that huge SUV. And I thought it died. You had to see it. And I thought it died. I thought I witnessed a death. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, luckily it was okay. But um, but yeah, that's been, you know, it's definitely a superpower, I think. A lot of people... I used to be self-conscious about our public crying, you know. (laughs) I would cry on the basketball court sometimes um but you know and then people are like you know it's okay yeah somebody's got to do it somebody's got to be the town crier yeah i know well speaking of yeah the fact that i just like started crying on my latest like zoom Zoom oh yeah yeah you know it's hard times right now people are crying all the time i'm showing up to the zoom like looking pretty rough you know and i i realized later on i'm like oh maybe i should have brushed my hair 
but I think people are okay and like, oh, we get it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, that just reminded me. Remember all the birds that died flying into the window at home? <laughs> I don't think that many died. There's a lot. Oh well, yeah, they have a big glass door. It's a very lot. clean, apparently. Like a handful. Um, it's also, you know, what might be the problem? It's kind of a patio too, so they can't see the reflection maybe because the sun is shaded. Yeah. So it's like, oh, here, let me duck under this patio and oh, you know. Yeah. And so into yeah. It. Yeah, that's like tough. Um, quite a bit. Can't bounce back from that. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite um, a bit. Yeah. Yeah. L- lucky to have a lot of run-ins with wildlife over the years. Yeah. Um, I know. We did have a good... Saw um, a lot of coyotes and de- uh, deer, kind of, somewhat. Bobcat has taken up... Yeah, squirrels. Taken up uh, in the home. Yeah, squirrels, gophers. Oh, yeah. Would you... Um, would you get an animal? Um, I mean, we would eventually get a dog or two, I would say, but mm-hmm. not anything different than that. Um, Fair. Yeah, like I wouldn't get, I don't know, what else could you get that would be Crocodile. bizarre? <laughs> no. Um, I don't know, people are really into chinchillas. Those are very Are those fluffy, legal? I think they're... They're legal. There's the, the pet store. I mean, oh, you know, okay. again, I don't think it's... All the pet store stuff maybe not great um as you know i'm into following a lot of adoptee dogs or whatever yeah rescue dogs. Mark. well this one rescue dog road dogs on instagram high recommendation from me <laughs> they've got these weird dogs that they rescue that look kind of odd because they're bred to be kind of cute but then they end up having problems oh. like french bulldogs yeah english bulldogs pugs you know Ugh, i know so, love pugs so i worry a little bit about just pet store pets and oh i see i see probably bred to look cute in the window and then they come home and you know don't do so hot oh i see like people who buy teacup pigs and then they're actually gigantic pigs because there's no such thing as a teacup pig oh yeah i mean yes that's for sure true but at least i would hope that the pig is healthy oh yeah like i guess that's true alternative would be like you know i mean we had friends in high school i specifically had one that the dog was so small I was going to step on it. I've like seen it was that. like flitting around my feet. And I was like, I can't be around this dog because can't move my feet because I'm going to step on this dog. Yeah. Tiny little rib cage. Ooh. But I think they have problems because their organs are not able oh. to fit inside that tiny little body. Oh, I didn't know those were not normal. But I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Bred to be toy sized. Oh, or yeah. So like if the pig was bred to be small. Oh, right. Small, okay. That would be different. And then like and then it would just die. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. That's so, not fun. Yeah, those are those are the cutest dogs. I will say it. Yeah, but, but you just I don't can't know if I could them. adopt it because you know then you get the kind of weird Mary Bell, which is one of our one of the fan favorites um, of the road dogs. Check her out on oh, at Road yeah. Dogs on Instagram. She's got uh, hydrocephalus, which is kind of big fluids in your brain, and bulging brain. Her eyes are pointing outward, and oh yeah. I mean, looks... she's adorable, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't she look is. like doesn't look like fun yeah it looks like she's has some some health issues for sure yeah um, um oh okay wait we sh- i want to talk briefly about mm-hmm. your chronic pain oh my chronic pain yes if you're into it if you want to talk a little pain <laughs> pain talk sure yes well pain hour <clears throat> i was thinking about it i mean okay so chronic mm-hmm. pain it's in my neck um mm-hmm. it started in my lower back did you know that i forget did i tell you that oh it started in your lower it started back. my lower back 
mm-hmm. when I was a fellow. <laughs> so nice. right when I started my career right. as an attorney. Um, and then it moved to my neck at some point in time. I don't remember when it was, but you know, at some point it moved to my neck. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's been in my neck ever since. And it's definitely where I hold my stress in my upper shoulders, my neck essentially. Um, but it's gotten worse over the years because I just didn't take care of it being at, well, one, the first year of working, I just was adjusting to working. Um, and then being at the nonprofit one, I was like overworked and two, I was commuting obviously really far sitting in a car. So I had no upwards of three hours a day time yeah in my life at all um so I didn't take care of it right um and so I've just had it for however long I've been practicing which is like six years um and I would say that it definitely makes me or made me a different person (laughs) for sure like as scary as that sounds but I was thinking back to like where I was even just like several months ago compared to now, it was far worse. Um, But I was always tired, like to the point where I was Mm -hmm. just like, not only was I sleepy, I was exhausted and I had like no energy whatsoever to like no motivation to do anything, no energy to do anything um, on a regular basis. Like obviously I was functioning, right? I was going to work and I was super productive at work. um, But like outside of that, it was just like, I was just deflated. Um, because the pain prevented me from sleeping and it still does but it was like you know to a much worse extent so you know I had this chronic pain so I was always like just pissed generally (laughs) because I was in pain and then um, and then I wasn't sleeping so that combination was just terrible Um, and then on top of all of that because of the commute I wasn't working out so I was also super sedentary Mm -hmm. Um, so I would say just overall I was miserable you know um and I was getting to a point I got to a point last year where I was like just done I was like I give up I can't nothing's working I felt like um when I started this job essentially um at cleaner Mm -hmm. I was like okay now is the time when I'm not commuting as far or at least I'm not commuting as long even though it's still an hour um but it wasn't an hour and a half and it wasn't stuck in one place you know until a certain time at night. Um, and so I was really trying to take care of it. So I was going back to physical therapy, even though I'd done physical therapy in the past. Um, I was trying to work out more and things like that. Um, or maybe, yeah, I was trying to work out. I, I don't remember, but anyways, it's been a long journey and I had gotten to the point last year where I felt like I had tried everything I could. I had tried physical therapy. I'd gone to the doctor. I had tried to, you know, figure out some sort of workout routine, but it wasn't working. I just wasn't motivated enough to do it or something. Um, And then I was just ready to quit and just be done and just be like, I don't know, I give up. I'm too miserable. Everything's terrible. Um, And then Connor found the mirror. (laughs) So really, like, I feel like the mirror saved my life, Um, which is the silliest workout um, tool (laughs) I could possibly imagine because it just sounds like the laziest thing ever. But it's literally a mirror, a full-length mirror that's on my wall that is purely for working out. I have my yoga mat in front of it, and I turn it on, and I pull up an on-demand workout video. And it's the perfect thing for me, which I felt like it was going to be because it has every component of what I want in a workout, which is variety um, Mm -hmm. and 
it does have sort of an online component, which is that live component, you know, where you can um, start the workout at the same time the instructor is actually teaching the class and you get to see everyone else in the class just by name. Um, so you don't actually like see anybody else. But that little element of like community is like adequate for me. Um, and so being able to literally just turn that thing on and start a workout has changed everything. Like I work out regularly now, um, which, you know, I went from literally doing nothing every single day to now working out regularly. Um, and then I, I finally saw a pain management specialist. And so that's been a work in progress. I still have the pain, but it's not nearly as bad. Um, but I was trying everything, right? You gave me that, that little S massager that I, I still use it I still like <laughs> oh, yeah, pull it yeah. into my you know points and it's a quick fix you helped uh-huh. me try CBD oil I had I had roll-on CBD right. stuff I tried um I don't know I just feel like I tried a lot i mostly I tried a lot of physical therapy like a lot and I had to switch offices so many times I had to switch in, I had my insurance switch so many times that I got thrown off um because I kept changing jobs or my job sure, changed insurance yeah. So it just was like a roll up and down process. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I'm finally seeing improvement. I'm definitely sort of, I've plateaued at a certain level of pain that still prevents me from sleeping. So I still have a ways to go, but I don't feel so tired and lethargic every single day. And I don't um, feel hopeless like I did before. Like at least I'm, I feel like I'm doing stuff and I can continue to do it. And at some point it's got to work. Right. I mean, it's just gotta. So, yeah, it's been good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm glad to. I think, yes, over the journey. It, it seems like more more recently it has been better, which is good. But yeah, it is kind of a crazy thing because we don't know too much about it. Right. Yeah. In the first I, place. But then also across the board, nobody knows. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Chronic pain is a mm. weird thing. I mean, it's. You know, I think what was really um, somewhat motivating was when I finally got the MRI and they were like, well, nothing's wrong. Right. <laughs> so Confirmed. Yeah. So in that sense, it was like, okay, so mm-hmm. at least it's not like some terrible thing where I have to get a surgery or at least it's not like sure. you have a brain tumor, which I thought maybe it was going to be something crazy <laughs> like that. Um, uh-huh. So it truly was just managing this pain and a lot of it stems from stress and so at some point mm-hmm. in time I need to figure out how to manage my stress which I don't do well um and that's and, and it, I know it's linked to that because if I get upset or if I get really stressed out it flares you feel um, it there I see yeah and mm-hmm. you know I haven't had the flare-ups I used to have um where sometimes I would start crying because it was so bad um so it's you know it's that improved intense, a lot yeah. Mm-hmm. and yeah and I went from taking um Advil, you know, like three Advils three times a day to ibuprofen, you know, as many times a day as you can. Um, and like really nothing was working. So yeah, I tried a lot of medications too. Um, and now what I'm on, you know, supposedly helps. I think I'd like to up the dosage a bit since I'm still having the nighttime pain. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's a long process and it's it's just kind of crazy to think back and think how hard it was to motivate myself to keep pushing through it mm-hmm. and to keep and find a solution yeah to keep trying to find a solution yeah. to something that seems to not have a solution other than well why don't you just not be so stressed out 
right, you know, right, it's like, oh, well, why don't you just uh-huh. find me a different job that pays me and isn't stressful? <laughs> like, you right, know, right. it's like, what is that? Yeah, uh-huh. what, what am I going to do? You know, um, I think by virtue of my personality, I'm just a stressful. So, you know, it's, it's managing a lot of different things. Like first, in some ways I had to manage work on managing the physical, which is just being more active. Um, and now that I've kind of got that into a routine, I, I did start meditating, like you suggested a long time ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I didn't take it up. Um, so I try to do that more regularly and maybe eventually that'll help. I don't know, do something. I'm terrible at meditation. Um, but I've been super hard, but... trying and it's been easier being in quarantine yeah. where it's like, Oh, okay. I'll just like go into this room and yeah. meditate for a while. Um, Cool. Which yes, speaking yeah, I, of, I, mm-hmm. I was going to ask you when you did. Didn't you take a meditation a, a meditation class like in person class? Oh, I did. Yeah. What yeah. was that I wonder like? If I've though? talked about that on this podcast. Um, so it was basically like because I signed up for Class Pass, which is that subscription oh, yeah, service yeah. where you pay, you know. And I did it because I gave a free month, and of course I kept it for two months. Oh no, okay. right, they got me. Um, but anyway, so then they had a free course, and I was like kind of scared about doing some of the more like you know, strength training, you know, that sort of thing. So I was like, oh, meditation, that seems like something that I could do. Um, And so I went and it was a um, kind of like a chain. It was called Den. And you went in a room and they also had tea out in the waiting room. And so you waited and then the person basically just like walks you through it. So like, I mean, going through that, they had pillows the room was dark and cool um but and the person was nice um but other than that i mean you can have a nap wait how long and do was it where it? you're at you know i think it was like a 45 minute session that's maybe? like so long because i can't even is that right stay focused yeah maybe for 10 minutes that does seem really long i don't know about that i mean maybe it was i just I assumed just... maybe they blocked out 45 minutes but like by the time you sit down and you do you know maybe it's like 15 20 minutes did they you know? leave you I don't know. to just uh-huh. like meditate on your own or were they like guiding you through it they're guiding you through it i think okay. the whole time yeah so i've only i did it twice actually um but yeah so they you know have like a ding and then they go like okay everybody hi everyone um yeah just yeah, <laughs> find your seat. soothing um, voice yeah. but yeah they they i mean it was interesting like one they did it differently the two people that I had but it was like one person picked up a book and was reading through like some special lesson of that book mm-hmm. um oh they say you know thank your lungs everybody take, you know thank your lungs like you oh, like one was more of a body okay. scan and you go through and you I thank see. your lungs and your heart and yeah. stuff like that which is probably you know good to do from every now and again and <laughs> yeah. then yeah so that so you know it was I mean but yeah in retrospect it's like you know the time it took to park and you know you got to go in and then it's expensive if i had to pay for it in a regular price oh, thing, I think right. it would probably be like something outrageous for what we're given right yeah um so yeah an app is great and i just started to do more of that and i did download the oprah and deepak one. Oh, you did yeah nanny recommend, recommended did you try it okay yeah um yeah yeah so i'm on day like five or something oh wow nice do you like um, it but yeah, yeah, I like it. So it's like probably the longest that I've ever really done in a while because it's what, 15 minutes? Yeah. Well, minutes? so I think 15? the whole thing uh-huh. is like, yeah, close to 20 where they talk at the beginning and then I think they leave mm-hmm. you for like a good 10 minutes, which is so hard for me. Like my mind oh, okay, wanders yeah. a lot. Oh, yeah. I'm all over the place for sure. Um, um, but I do think that whenever I went to those classes, the thing that they would say, and they say it in these types of things too, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, if, you're, if your mind is wandering, it's not a bad thing. Because I think there's the tendency to be like, yeah, 
<laughs> damn it, I'm wasting my goddamn time, you know, and you start to wander. So it's like, I'm paying how much for this cold room, you know? Yeah. But then, um, yeah, but I feel like I've at least gotten to a point where, yes, it's wandering, all right, we're just going to find our way back. Yeah. And it's no different than if we were like in Nirvana the whole time. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, but yeah, it's, it's funny because... I've just heard so much about meditation and I think people describe it so differently. And, um, but overall I feel like it does force you to relax a little bit, even if it's just for like one second, which is like more than you would, would normally do. do. Yeah. Um, I use it as dual purpose, both meditating and practicing my posture since, you know, part of my neck pain is posture related. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of. Vertebrae, stack those vertebrae. Yeah, yeah. Stack Um, that Yeah, I've been trying to work on my posture. (laughs) I can't do posture and microphone. Um, I'm trying to do posture more too because I think every time I look at, you know, pictures or something, I'm always like a little hunched over. Yeah. And it's just like, oh yeah, I like when people have long necks, but also, yeah whatever no yeah um, it's hard but yeah i, mean, I, I get guess tired strengthening those muscles yeah I, it's just like i haven't built muscle there so mm-hmm. how are you supposed to do it i have to undo have you seen those little posture things that you put on your back and it goes oh, beep, 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 beep. They, they advertise to me all the time i'm like well yeah i mean it sounds maybe. like a terrible thing but but i yeah, have a maybe. posture shirt did i tell you about my posture shirt i probably did no. right i never told you about my posture well, shirt maybe uh-huh. i you know back when i was just throwing the kitchen sink at my neck problems. One of the things I bought um, as recommended by my physical therapist was a posture shirt. And I realized I need to be wearing it now that we're working from home because it's like a weird shirt that's um, white. And so it's like partially see-through. Um, so it's really stupid. But I should have bought a different color or something. But it's it's a posture oh, shirt. Yeah. It's yeah. meant to help you with posture. But it's not supposed to um, like hold you up. Um, which is ideal. It's supposed to be more of like a reminder um, just because it kind of, it's stiffer, right? And so it just, it serves as a reminder for you to sit up straight um, rather than hold you in that position because if it's just holding you in that position, then you're like not right. working as hard, Different I guess, or purpose. something. But mm. I, I need to wear it again. It's You have to earn it. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, is it is it like a sports bra? Like it, It's a it full kinda... shirt um, and mm. it, you zip it up. So, you know, you put it on like a coat essentially, but oh, it has wow. like, you know, added material in certain areas to just sort of hold you um, in a Armor. way that, yeah, forces you to just remember to sort of be upright. I like it. Um, I just mm-hmm. have forgotten to wear it for a while, but that was one of the many purchases I made um, to attempt to fix Sounds my good. neck along with my sure. my therapeutic pillow or whatever it is that oh yeah Dips yeah i've seen that sort of um yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know it's like a bed thing that doesn't fit into <laughs> it any pillow case. Like a, it's really weird but... yeah it looks like packing material like when you're packing something yeah it has like you know that has a certain form yeah, yeah. and it's sort of it crafting has like two around dips you for your side of your face when you're on your side and mm-hmm. then it dips even lower for when you're on your back but um that was like a real big help for me right when i started using it but then um mm-hmm. I don't know. My pain's just all over the place. So there are all kinds of things you can buy if you're in pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good, you know. Since you're interested in the Thera hook, you can get yeah, the yeah. posture shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's. I, I know that's uh, been a long 
journey. It has, and it's not <laughs> but it, over. But it is like the more people that I hear from and talk to, since I'm kind of you know looking out for that, since I know it's in your life. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, a lot of people have this, and it's not. It's a different journey for everyone, and it's like really weird that the mental becomes physical because I think that's it just is. like something we're all slowly learning mm-hmm. about everything, but. Um, we should have known you know the whole time there are many clues but you know it's like kind of that weird thing where it's like oh I mean it's got to be something because I'm different than my body or whatever yeah it's very real Um, it's it's very odd how um how clear the connection is between yeah mind and body um yeah I I feel those flares all the time (laughs) as we wind down do you have any uh, lasting advice? Any any last words for oh, the audience? Any last words? I mean, I think uh, it's about positivity or not. Oh yeah, I mean, I think you know my, like I said, my journey with positivity has been rough. I would say I I've struggled to find it in a lot of ways, mostly because of my pain or stress or whatever it is. Um, but I think it's really just about finding. Um, I th- well, okay. I think a lot of it is about realizing that you'll come out of it, um, whatever it is that's, you know, pulling you down. Because when I think back, it's just kind of crazy to think about sometimes how I felt or how much pain I'm in. Like I was saying, like just how tired I was all the time. And it felt like that state of being was never going to end. Um, so I think it's really just trying to hold on to um, the fact that you will make it out of it. It, even if it doesn't feel like it. Um, and I don't know that I, you know, in the moment, it's very hard to to think that way. Um, but I mean, I guess thinking back to the Deepak and Oprah meditation, right, it's a lot of it is about hope and you have to keep finding something that's going to give you hope. Um, mm-hmm. Because for me, right, I got to that point that I was saying last year where it was like, I'm out of ideas, like I need something else. And so I think it's just about continuing to work through it knowing that you're going to come out of it and just being creative and just you know having everyone in your life clued into your problems so that they can find things for you like the mirror <laughs> and Sierra can tell yeah, you things yeah, like meditate you know I you know I think it's just about just continuing to look for those solutions and then having an outlet like I've always had gardening and that's always brought me um joy so having that you know even when I was in pain I was still gardening and that was always something I wanted to do I, I definitely had a moment where it was like I dipped down I was like I don't feel motivated to do it but I think in those moments it's like well it's okay you just need to accept that if you don't feel like doing it don't force yourself to because then you're going to turn your you know piece of joy into something that's not joyful <laughs> right right um, yeah yeah I gotta have some sort of break from that even yeah I think it's just trying to remember to not be so hard on yourself and um to focus on just trying to get through it little by little because I think for me it was like until I can fix you know until I can completely eliminate my pain I can't move on you know in any way whatsoever and so it was about sort of breaking it down into incremental steps and just knowing you'll break through it at some point because I I do feel like I've broken through now and even though I'm not totally out of it I feel like I will be at some point hopefully soon yeah yeah because then that you know if you see a little progress then at least it kind of feels like you're headed in that direction you can like yeah you you can just grab that and run with the future yeah 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 
But yeah, yay. Yay. It makes me happy to know that it's on the up and up. Yeah. Um, but And it was always helpful to have you, you helping me with, mm-hmm. you know, other ideas I mean, and hearing about your coworkers and things like that that made it out. So oh, right. Yeah. That's always Yoga helpful. was a good one and then the mirror has yoga and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's so counterintuitive because I never thought that working out would help an injury, you know, because you always think like, well, you got to rest and then oh, right, it'll right. heal itself. But but of course, now we know, okay, I guess you got to be active. And and the mirror is nice because it's basically like a mirror that's set up in a separate room mm-hmm. too, which is like, okay, you can go to that specific spot. And then, you know, there's some accountability. And then even the, I mean, this is funny because we're talking about this product, but it's like, you know, the fact that you can like hire somebody, if you wanted to like pay money for the personal trainer thing, yeah. you like move the little camera and then they're like, hi, Melissa, <laughs> yeah, yeah. in your home. You're like, ah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it is a possibility if you need that accountability, which is important. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I had to eliminate from... as many mm-hmm. barriers to entry as possible to get me to start working out regularly. And this, this was it. <laughs> Just a yeah, designated yeah. space. And I, you know, you're doing it regularly. I've been able to uh, participate yes. in a few. Yes. Um, sometimes we do the mirror to FaceTime to Sierra. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Where I become I the instructor essentially. from you and it's a game of telephone. <laughs> Which is great. Yeah. I, I can totally tell. You know, we're doing mountain climbers. Oh, no. Yeah. We're doing planks. Yeah. And you yeah, helped me intense. by working out with me doing videos before before I had oh, yeah, the mirror. We did some yoga yoga with Adrian, probably. Mm-hmm. That was the popular one. Yeah, we did that together. Because I like to work out with people or at least, you know, feel like sure. someone's there, whether virtually yeah, or not. Yeah, that's important. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like working out with you. I, I, I would say I never want to join a gym because I get worried about people looking at me being like, She's never been here before. She doesn't know what she's doing. Look at her trying to get on that bicycle. She's never heard, She's never seen a bicycle in her life. Yeah, I don't but like yeah. gyms. Gyms are not my thing. Yeah, that's a no. The it's classes okay. are They're all fun. We're closed fun to now. Me, but... Who has the last laugh? There's no gyms now. Huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. Uh, but yes. I couldn't recover from the fact that I had the student rate at Core Power Yoga. There's no coming back from that. Oh, you mean to pay full time? Yeah, pay full, full whatever, full, rate, full yeah. pay, full pay. Yeah. Like, uh, no oh way. yeah, no thanks, I can't do it. Sorry, um, can't do it. But yeah, yeah. Well, thank you again. Yeah, thanks for having me, Sib. Yeah, everyone, get yourself a Sierra as a sibling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Bye, Bye. Girl. Love thanks. You. Love you too. Hey everyone, hope you guys enjoyed that podcast with my sister Melissa. She's a great one, my big sis. Um, you know, a fun little peek into the Kato sisters. What do they talk about when they're microphoned? Ah, now you know. Um, keep listening. Keep subscribing. You know, that's how I pay the bills. <laughs> I don't make any money with this podcast. I did sell an ad, though, the other day. Uh, the last couple episodes. So I was proud of that. But then it stopped. So no more money. If you were inspired by my little chat with my sib... Call a family member. Might be fun. Okay. Bye.